You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG and Danny. Not really a guest anymore, I guess, Danny. You're kind of like a, you know, another person on the show now at this point, right? Part of the crew, man. Part of the team. Yeah, yeah. You're part of the team. You're not a you're not a guest. You're a, you're a you're a staple. That's what, that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're good to be with you. We have a ton to talk about today. Uh, we are going to talk about obviously the Winter Convergence Festival. It is now live. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us have had a chance to to play it, to experience it. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, server mergers, and then, of course, uh, the New World uh, December team update. Um, Bordy has a nice little summary over at New World Fans. You can check that out follow along with us. Uh, but we're going to talk all about that today, uh, all the new things that are in store for us uh, um, as we kind of uh, follow New World into the next coming year. But first, uh, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Bordy, we got another one, uh, a kind person by the name of Josh123796483. Uh, I don't know. Those aren't the numbers that was behind his name. <laughs> we'll say One, Josh. Two, seven, six, eight, nine, eight. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. He left us a five star, which is dope. And he just says good stuff. That's what he said. It's awesome. We appreciate that, Josh. The yeah. perfect rating. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the uh, review, review, man. Thank yeah, you for the rating. Thank you. And now they're doing it on Spotify. So yet another place to leave five stars. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, it helps us get found in the podcast directory. And, uh, yeah, if you're watching YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscription button, the notification bell, uh, for more new world content like this. So we have a big video that we've been working on for a long time coming, uh, this week, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, so, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, but without further ado, let's hop right into the news. All right. So the winter convergence festival is upon us. Guys, I, I don't know what what level are you what level are you guys uh, right now in the uh, uh, the reputation grind? Uh, I'm level three, pushing level four. I've got to go do the next quest. It's like the, it's part of the Winter Warrior quest, the level sixty part to collect runestone fragments from uh, the, the the Yeti and Eden Grove. So I've got to go kill that thing. And from what I understand, he's a pretty a pretty hard boss. I think he's level sixty something elite. I think. And then after that, I think I got to go to Shattered Mountain. So I'm pushing through there, man. I'm getting there. Hmm, Danny, you, you level five. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I really want to get to level five, but uh, they've added all these new quests in the game as well, and I'm like darting between everything. So yeah, I'm I'm level three. Um, but yeah, the, the the one thing that really excites me so far is the uh, the meteorites, the the gleamite. Oh man, it's super cool. Like really, 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 really awesome. But yeah, still a level three, but I'm working my way up to them patterns because they're actually um. Uh, a couple of guys in the company have managed to get there and the weapons look pretty cool. So I'm working my way out. I'm nearly there. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because like you had mentioned, uh, they've added new quests to the game. They obviously did the um, expertise, uh, you know, system that kind of took the place of the high watermark system. I know a lot of people are grinding gypsum and everything, but some of the festival stuff, you'd have to be a pretty high level to complete it. Uh, you know, the quest you mentioned, the like the level 60 mob. I, I'm pretty sure that would be pretty difficult uh, to pull up like a level 20 or 30 up into into Eden Grove and expect them to live through that. 
um, you know, which is a concern of some people. Obviously, the a lot of this was in-game, um, you know, material uh, to add in there. Uh, but what do you guys? What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys overall take on the the expertise system? I think this is this is a big change. I think a lot of people asked for, and now that we've kind of seen it in motion. Your daily, basically dailies at this point. You're grind. You're doing like a outpost, two outpost rush a day. You're collecting three trees a day. You're you're doing your chest run so you can get the you know the I think what is it three obsidian gypsum that you need uh, to craft the the gypsum. You got the the dungeon run, the arena run. What do you guys think about the 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 gypsum system now that it's uh you know active and in place, helping people to get their uh, high water mark up. That's an interesting one. Danny, I'm going to let you take this one first, man, and I'm going to ride your nah, coattails on it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, just just very quickly, I, I love the, the the theming of the towns. Like That's one thing that's come in this patch that is just super cool. I love it. It's fantastic. The expertise, um, I love that you can now see it. So uh, first thoughts, I love it. I love that it's there. I love that you can see it. Um, I'm going to chat to you guys um, and everyone really on the flip side now that i see it i have this drive and determination to uh get get to max um that combined with these kind of uh daily activities i i, I kind of I, I lived and breathed new world anyway but now it's even more so so i think um on, on one side of the coin um i love it i think it's you know you've got a bit more clarity on 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 your levels, on your water, on your expertise, and and what you need to be focusing on, and then on the flip side, the way you get the expertise of this with this with this daily system, and the way it's currently implemented, um, doesn't I don't know, it doesn't really sit well with me. I, I you know I uh, I'd I love to see the dailies if they're gonna be in the game, which <laughs> I don't know if I like them. If they're gonna be in the game, then um, you know I'd love to see them like finish at midnight so you know I, I can choose when to play with my friends or i can choose what time to do it you know if i if i have family in the evening and i can't um you know i can't game but i, I got an hour before work i could, I could do a i could do a, a an outpost rush run and i could still carry on with that progression but in general i, I think i think it's a good addition to the game but it, it just needs some <laughs> some tweaking yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, they've mentioned th uh, that change potentially coming in the future. And I think it's an important one, a global cooldown for all events inside of the game. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we obviously are a lot of people do uh, work during the week. So maybe the time that they can complete their their dailies or whatever during the week is a different time that like now it's the weekend. They get to stay up a little bit later. They're running around trying to get all their dailies done. And then sometimes that does like, you know, I, I found that to be a, a tad bit frustrating as well. Like if I, and it, it started with the daily cooldowns for the mats, right? Every yep. day I, I go and craft my, you know, Phoenix weave and, and Asmodium and all these other things. And then if I, on the weekend, I, you know, stay up, play with, you know, hang out with my family, do a lot of things during the day. And then I get on at night to run, do things with the company. And before you know it, it's like 1 a.m. I haven't done my cooldown match yet. So then I run, do them, and then I can't do them the next day, basically. Because if, if I, I, I'm not going to stay up till 1 every night. I just want to stay up the 1 on like one night. And so then, it, you know, it's the same thing is happening with the gypsum, I think. It's like, you mm -hmm. know, I, I have, uh, you know, done a certain activity uh, and then forgot to create the mold. And then I create the mold and then that puts me on a 23 hour cooldown. And then, and then I can't do the activity when I, you know, 
uh, want to do it because I can't create the mold. Uh, I guess it's more of like a min-max problem, but still. Uh, the, I would love to see some sort of global cooldown system in New World. Maybe everything sets uh, resets at 2 a.m. And then if someone can stay up till 2 a.m. and and do uh, you know do a dungeon and then at 2:30 a.m. do another dungeon and get two gypsum right back to back, then then I think so be it, right? Uh, but but I think it would just make it more friendly for the casual players, which are the people that you, I think you're can. I think New World is most uh, interested in retaining at this point. Uh, Bordy, what what is your take on on the current implementation of the the gypsum uh, system? So I, overall, I think it's a step in the right direction, right? Like I enjoy the system to an extent, but I, I echo the sentiment that you guys have one hundred percent. So I think what's happened here is that so. We all know the majority of the players that play MMOs are casual players, right? And I think the gypsum system does lend itself to casual players to some extent because now you can get on, you can target your gypsum. If all you want to do is get on, play a couple outpost rushes, you can. You can progress your gear score and you can move on. But what I've found myself doing is the same thing you guys have found yourself doing, is that now I feel pressured to get on every day and do these activities to try to get my gypsum up because I feel like I'm going to fall behind if I don't, right? Like I feel like I'm just going to get so far behind because everyone else is getting their gypsum every day it goes on this cooldown. down i feel like i have to get on and do all these dailies a day plus like all of my gypsum dailies not on top of my gypsum days i have to do like my daily cooldowns, which i don't ever get around to doing and then i feel real bad because i'm like man i just left all this money on the table because i spent all my time in game doing my gypsum to get my gear score up but now i can't do my dailies because i missed them it's like or my cooldowns. so it's i don't know there's too many dailies in the game then on top of that you also have your tuning orbs that you have to do too if you're trying to run dungeons, which you can't forget to do those either, which it's just like, I, I don't know, man. It, it almost turns into more of a job than a uh, than a video game. But over overall, I do, I do like it. I, I have enjoyed the system. I have enjoyed grinding out the gypsum. Uh, it's just that overwhelming feeling of like, uh, of FOMO. Which maybe, which maybe what they want, right? Because that's going to keep yeah, I think players that's logging maybe a in. positive thing for the game, but right? Yeah. It's a positive thing for the game, but the effect that it has on a player, man, it's almost it, it's it's uh, I don't know, man. I just kind of want to get on the game sometimes and just kind of hang out and chill and maybe go do uh, a little crafting maybe some days. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't feel like I can get on and like progress my trade skills because I'm too busy doing my other cooldowns for gypsum and whatever. So it gets a little bit, almost a little bit on the overwhelming side. Sometimes times um but overall i i do think it's a step in the right direction i do enjoy uh getting on and feeling like i'm progressing i, I really like that the that the expertise shows now the only thing i would like to see is maybe a summary page of my expertise so i don't have to feel like i, I have to carry around all my weapons with me all the time to know if i'm 590 on a weapon or not and, or or still keep up with that externally because i think some people are still keeping up with that externally on a spreadsheet which kind of sucks whenever the system's in the game already you know, I, I wish there was some sort of summary sheet for that. That would be dope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like it. It's 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 a step in the right direction. I just, man, it, the dailies are starting to kill me, though, man. They're starting to be a little bit much with all the things that you have to, you almost feel like you need to get done every day. Yeah. So I hope in the future that kind of gets toned down somehow. Yeah. And well, I think one of the things, you know, is kind of obviously, like you mentioned, it's a step in the right direction. We're getting more stuff to do as we log in. You can eventually, uh, you know, I guess you can progress yourself out of the gypsum system, right? 
You can you get if you get everything to 590 or the things that you care about to 590, you no longer have to do a gypsum grind. That is technically yeah. there for people that that need to get their watermark up. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit more about this later. They have the, always the potential of leveling or increasing the gear score cap, and then you would probably, I assume, have to start the gypsum grind over again. Uh, maybe we don't know how that's going to work yet. But but overall, you know, you mentioned doing trade skills. Uh, the trade skill uh, aptitude is another positive thing, I think, uh, that was added to the game. Uh, it feels more rewarding to craft again now that you're level 200 uh, and you can, um, you know, you can you can get these boxes that potentially have even more powerful things that can help you craft even, you know, better gear and stuff. Uh, have you guys had a chance to um, do any or level any of the trade aptitudes and, and get a few purple boxes? Uh, see what's in inside of those. Yeah, I I have. Oh, sorry, Danny. Go ahead, man. That's all right. No, no. I was just gonna say I've, I've I'm a terrible crafter. <laughs> I'm a terrible gatherer as well. <laughs> but I've managed to do a few. But like like you said, but when when you do do it, um, and you see it go past that 200, it's like, oh yeah, this this is good. And and for the, for the gathering as well, you know, you, you get rewarded for nearly everything at the moment. So I, I think that's I think that's fantastic. Um, sorry, nobody. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I, I do enjoy the trade skill aptitude system. I think it is really, really nice. I, I'm not much of a gatherer or crafter either. I do them because I do eventually want to have everything maxed. Uh, but it is nice to just have that option. Um, and it is nice to have a sense of progression after 200 as well. I I, uh, I know some people already have their aptitude way on up there, and it feels a little bit bad that I'll, I'll never be able to compete with that. But, but at the same time, like I can still craft <laughs> everything in the game. You know what I mean? I can still do everything in the game that I need to do. I, I still have access to all my daily cooldowns now that I'm 200 uh, on all on all of my refining, which feels real nice. Um, and then it feels good to be able to get gypsum. So I just go I go out and and uh, whatever I have closest, I usually try to do logging, get my gypsum every day. And that's a pretty, pretty nice, easy way to go grab some gypsum, man. So I think overall that system is is definitely a positive addition to the game. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that it's done is brought down the economy. You know, the effects of all these changes all yeah. happen at once. It's kind of hard to kind of, I guess, pin, you know, uh, one thing or the next thing as being, you know, as influential as the other. But this trade skill aptitude and the and the new recipes that allow you to to turn the tier five uh, mats into the, um, you know, your daily cooldown mats, I think is pretty significant for potentially um, your casual players. Because now yeah. all the cooldowns for the mats that you use to craft high-level gear are getting cheaper and cheaper because obviously they're accessible in the trade aptitude chest. Uh, now you can craft them with, you know, everybody had. I, I had like 10,000 Ironhide laying around that, that I'm never going to use. And, you know, everybody had a bunch of Oracalcum because they're forming... You know, they're trying to farm for Tolvium and Cinnabar, and those mats are now, I think, more valuable and more useful. Uh, but they, uh, in turn, have decreased the the price of, of the cooldown mats. So I think overall, I, I think, you know, this is a big, these changes or this patch has been a big uh, step in the right direction uh, for yeah. New World. I think we would all agree on that. Anything else that I'm, that I'm kind of missing out on uh, that, that that happened in the Winter Convergence? The, we're getting free stuff. Don't forget to log in and claim your your free uh, outfits for, you know, Winter Convergence. I, I think that's pretty cool that they're doing like this, uh, you know, I don't know, 10 days of giveaway or whatever the heck it is. Uh, basically just giving you free appearance items uh, for logging in every day. I do like that sort of thing. 
as long as it's not tied to like you have to log in 23 days out of 30 days or something <laughs> like that you know I, I think it's cool to like log in and, and get a, a piece of uh, gear what do you guys think about the uh, the new like i guess uh, it's not new but you know the login rewards uh for uh the store yeah, uh, I think those are good. There we go. Yeah, yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I think those are good, man. I don't, I don't mind those too much as long as they give you multiple days to get the reward. You know what I mean? Like, right. if if you get in there and it's like one day, you have one day to go in there and grab a reward. That feels real bad if you can't log on that day for whatever reason, and then you miss out on some cool reward. But as long as there's like a time frame or a window there to get some rewards like that, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's pretty dope. Everybody likes free stuff just from logging in. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. I I, I spoke to um I spoke to a couple of people and uh, the the one thing that did um shine through was that there was there's two coats that are very similar. One you can pay for and one that you get for free. They they are yeah. they are different. You get a hood and you get some boots and all that sort of stuff and it's different. But you got the you got the paid one come out first and then the free one come out the day after. And I, I was like looking at the night before. I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy this new new piece of gear and uh, this new this new cosmetic and then the, I didn't. Because I, I didn't. <laughs> and then the next day, I got one similar. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I think it would have been nice if yeah. they come out at the same time. But um, other than that, it's, it's really cool. The, the, the sort of daily rewards is kind of like a, like a little advent calendar. Well, it's not daily. You know, you get it for a couple of days. But, um, you know, these, these kind of free gifts, even if they're not, um, you know, something you'd take into a, a territory war because it's, you know, it's a little cute snow outfit you know you're not a warrior but it's it's cool i really i think it's a i think it's a i think it's a cool feature and more of this is is wicked yeah and i think just in just in general the whole winter convergence has been it's been good you know you look at other mmos and you see these big like festive holidays celebrating game and it kind of brings everyone together um i I think it's i think it's been awesome i don't know if it's brought many people back to the game check it out I, i don't know the stats on that but um, I think for us, a player, everyone who I spoke to hasn't had a bad word to say about it, and uh, it doesn't seem yet to be too many issues <laughs> appearing from this patch. So I know there's yeah. some, I know there's some, I know there is, but there doesn't seem to be. You know, the, the trade post isn't offline, and the servers aren't down, and there's no rollbacks, and things seem to be okay. So, in all in all, it seems to be a really positive thing. Uh, so far so yeah I'm, I'm loving it man i think it's great i think it's also important to give credit where credit's due this is month three of the game and they have yeah. this it's a pretty spectacular patch a lot of new content a lot of improvements to the end game obviously we get our first uh you know uh seasonal event which i think we all anticipated would eventually happen in new world uh the pace at which they're adding content and improving the game is pretty crazy we're going to talk a lot about that uh here in one quick second as we transition to uh the main topic of this week which would be the december team update All right. Good job, gentlemen. You're, you're not uh, ruining the drops today. I'm very proud of both of you. So <laughs> we uh, we got a massive video. It's like an hour and 30 minute long video of the dev team setting down with our boy, Greg, uh, to talk about uh, everything coming. Uh, you know, some uh, obviously there's some present tense or past tense discussions about how they've handled, uh, you know, bugs and, and patches. And and they move on to talking about new stuff. We got a ton of new stuff to cover uh, so we'll hop right in here. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, obviously there's introductions. Uh, you know, Scott Lane looking uh, just spectacular. 
Uh, one of my favorite human, one of my favorite human beings to watch, uh, uh, you know, adapt and evolve to uh, <laughs> to the man that he's become uh, is is crazy. Uh, he has Danny length hair, uh, but he did get rid of the beard. Uh, so maybe you know, <laughs> maybe one day uh, we might get like a side by side of Danny and and uh, Scott. Uh, Danny can dye his hair gray. You can do a cosplay, a Scott Lane cosplay. I think that would be perfect, but, uh, it was good to see everybody. Obviously, uh, that their studio was pretty cool looking. Uh, and, uh, obviously this is great content. This is what we, I think, uh, would love to see from the dev team, uh, them having setting, setting down, uh, however many, however often they want to do it, maybe uh quarterly or whatever, to kind of talk about what's in store. I think a lot of people wanted uh, a roadmap, and this is exactly what this was, was a video roadmap of the future of New World. So first and foremost, uh, the major takeaways we have is the PTR will be utilized more in the future. Now, me and you, uh, Bordy, have talked a lot about this. I know, Danny, you've said a lot about this too, uh, because me and you do a lot of our videos and testing in the PTR. Uh, we uh, would love to see them utilize now that the PTR is a thing. We'd love to see them utilize that for longer periods of time to work out the bugs. This patch obviously was was on the PTR way longer than the November patch was, and you spoke to it earlier, uh, Danny. There's been less issues with the patch, uh, so hopefully, you know, as we kind of continue to to uh, roll the future of New World out, uh, we will see the PTR being utilized more up for more points of time and obviously allowing us to preview or see the new systems or, or features that are coming in the game earlier uh, than we have before as well. So Danny, uh, what is your obviously uh, opinion or take on, on the PTR news that we got, which is basically obviously them utilizing it more uh, in the future. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's one of those kind of I feel like it's a double-edged sword the PTR so on one sense it's brilliant because we all get to go in there we all get to test it and if something comes out on the live game that we didn't report about we got nothing to moan about you know we didn't get in there we didn't yeah. help them although it's technically not our job they should do it we're there to support them and we can't really moan about it afterwards we had our we had our opportunity um so I, I love that that's there I love that we can get in we can test things beforehand and we can you know uh, look at everything that we want to see. Um, I guess on the flip side, kind of try to look at it from a different point of view. If you're a, if you're a casual player and you don't get a chance really to um, jump into the PTR, I know a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, uh, went onto the PTR to look for opportunities uh, for the live game. You know, I, I went on there and I saw, okay, this is coming out and that's coming out, and I I, I spent a lot of money and I made a lot of money, and you know. Um, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't uh, admit to that, but I did, you know, I, I saw an opportunity and I took it. And I think a lot of people who play the game um, a bit more competitively see it from, from that sense as well. So it, it's, it's a fantastic um, thing. And I, I think it's, it's, it's good for the longevity uh, of the game and, and, you know, new world, but um, it kind of has a, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I think it's good. And it's nice for us to get in there and test it. And uh, yeah, I hope they just leave it open so we can keep finding more issues and keep reporting them um, as new patches come out and, 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 and have it there longer. You know, I don't think there's a big rush for things. And um, yeah, just just take take the time on the, on the new updates coming out because there's still so much to do in the game for, a, for a, such a huge part of the population. So I take the time on the PTL. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things, obviously, uh, maybe a little bit of concern is people going to the PTR and not reporting things so they can exploit them in the live client. 
Uh, but uh, but I think for the most part, uh, you know, the people in their testing want the game to be good. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't think we've seen uh, that a lot, uh, Bordy. Uh, they they did say, and we've had this question a lot uh, because you know it is another one, I guess, of the things that we've talked about in the past, which is where do we go to find all of the most you know provide feedback. Uh, where do we go to find, you know, all of the information that the devs put out about, you know, what's coming, what's being worked on, what's being fixed. And they let us know that the forums is the, is the primary source of communication. Buddy, what do you think about this? This is pretty interesting to me is that they've chosen the forums to be the, the, uh, communication line between them and the devs. So, or, you know, uh, the devs yeah. in the community. Uh, so what do you think about that that bit of news that the forums are not, are considered the best place to provide feedback? I mean, I think it's fine, man. Like it is the official forums, it's theirs, they own it, they can moderate it, et cetera, you know. So I think it's fine that that's the official place. I you know, they did say that the that the in-game tools are a great way to provide feedback too, but overall the forums is like the major way. That's that's where you're gonna get noticed the most. And they did they did say several times that they they passed the forum post. If there's an interesting forum post or something that they need to know, they pass that around to the team. And they said they probably pass 20 to 30 forum posts a day around to the team uh to to see what the players are doing and and how they're, they're they're reacting to certain things or what they're wanting and i thought that was pretty neat too so so yeah i mean if you guys want to get heard or want your voice heard then the forums is the best place to do that because they they acted like they monitor that very heavily uh one of the girls who was on there i think her name was katie she was saying she was on there every day you know looking at the forums constantly mm. uh, and it sounds like a lot of them are so so i, I mean i think it's fine I, I don't where else would they where else would you provide feedback other than in game i guess which well, they have that option too well for, first god bless her uh, you know, uh, for spending that much time in the forums, uh, the, the, uh, you know, I, I think it's okay. Obviously I think the main point, whether, where it was, uh, is significant or not just that there is one place. I think that's, that's the mo most important thing is having one place, uh, to kind of, uh, see what the latest news is on, you know, a patch that they're working on or downtime or, you know, known issues that are occurring with the game. As long as they have one place to kind of communicate and, and for players to go look at uh, when they need up-to-date news, I think it's fine. Uh, the forums is a great choice as long as they stick to that, right? And then we don't have to kind of like, oh, well, this isn't on the forums, but it is on the website. This is on Twitter, but it's not on the forums. It's like, I don't know. There was yeah. some of that going on there for quite a while. Uh, so hopefully yeah, going moving forward they stick with the forums and, and that's kind of the way that they communicate. Uh, so, uh, real quick here, uh, as, as uh, my dog busts through the door, uh, server mergers are doing great. We didn't talk a, a little bit about this, uh, earlier, uh, but, but, uh, it is a news, uh, thing. So server mergers guys, uh, there's something that a lot of people are requesting a lot of servers needed me and uh, BDLG had to transfer an entire company because our, our the server arm was dying. Or basically dead, I guess, is when we transferred. But uh, so now uh, the server mergers are happening. Uh, so I think it's very important for the game. Uh, Danny, I know you're on a big server too. Uh, but what have you heard so far about the server mergers and, and the progress going on? I, I um, As of about three hours ago from us talking here, I, I logged in and I was looking at different servers. And um, if you look down the list, it's just... There's a lot of servers that are just sat in this kind of grayed out screen that says server merging in X amount of hours. And there was there was loads, absolutely loads. So I feel like from their side, they seem to have found 
the way to do it and it's it's in motion and so many servers are going to get brought together like, like you said we've been really lucky um we've actually had quite a lot of companies transfer to our server to come and i'm gonna kick our butt you know <laughs> so um ours our server has been really lucky but i've seen a lot of videos where you know someone's walking through windswood and it's just completely quiet and it's like oh man what like so uh, you know it's one of those one of those things and i don't i know i know nothing about how to actually merge a server together but the fact that they're doing it now and people have been people have been relatively patient um if if it all goes well probably find out but it's by the time the, this goes live on youtube but um if it all goes well then i think it's 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 a great thing and uh yeah as you guys will probably know and uh, bog can speak about it maybe is uh how how it's going from kind of a dead or quiet server to now like this this it's popular. I, I, you know, I don't have that experience, but it'd be nice to know from you guys. Yeah, what, how that how that transition's been? Like night and day, man. It's, it's <laughs> like night and day. Yeah? So yeah. on Taco, the, the the description you described there of running through Windsor and there not being anyone there, we experienced that a few times. You know, there were times where I would get on and I would run through some of the mo more popular, supposed to be more populated towns, and there would literally just there wouldn't be any activity. No one would be there. The market was terrible. Things just weren't good. So server mergers are something that absolutely needed to happen. And I think these people that move. There will be a select few people that are a little sad because they won't be able to gather what they want to gather. There's a little more competition, et cetera. But overall, the experience for for just your player that wants to experience the game to its fullest, you need to be on a populated server because it is it is just so much better. It is night and day being on a server that doesn't have many people to being on a populated server. So these mergers are are really really necessary and i'm so glad to see that they're they're actually happening now and things are seemingly progressing along smoothly which is awesome i haven't heard anything negative so far about server mergers knock on wood so hopefully that's another thing that goes smooth as well as this patch has gone fairly smooth so seems like they're starting to gain some some positive traction moving forward with with server merges with a decent patch that has come out so hopefully this uh, this trajectory keeps going forward, you know, and and things keep looking up. But but yeah, it, it is definitely night and day, man. It, it is 100% night and day. What what do you think about it, Red? What was your experience on Taka versus on Eden now? Well, I mean, it's it's a different game, really. Yeah, uh, you expect this out of an MMO to have players, you know, harassing people in global chat and trying to sell things for twice their value, and it, it's just <laughs> that's part of the experience of an MMO. And and to me. Uh, you know, the transition from, from Taka to Eden has been 100% positive. Uh, the, you know, and, and I'm glad that now people that are getting their servers merged together are going to get to experience the game over again in that type of environment. Uh, I think that's huge uh, for the health of the game, too. Because if you want a new player to come in, you know, I think sometimes new players come in and they're like, I, I should pick a low population server. Uh, because, you know what I mean, uh, I, I don't maybe want to be as hardcore as the high population, but in New World right now, or at least prior to the uh, the uh, mergers, if you pick a low population server, the game is almost unplayable. You can't get through some of the quests. The, the level 25 yeah. quests to go do uh, the expedition, Amarine uh, Expedition, uh, or Excavation, you can't do that. So it's like, you know, choosing a low population populated server could be extremely detrimental uh, for a new player coming into the game because then they may get frustrated at level 25 and be like, hey, I can't even do the main story quest because no one will help me through Amarine. Uh, you know, they, they that is going to be a big problem for retention, a big player. Like if you plan on pulling in new players, it was going to be a huge problem. 
Uh, so yeah, I think these are going to be very positive. Hopefully they can, you know, continue to, to perform them well and, and, and not have issues or a ton of issues for those players that are having their servers merged. And hopefully overall, it just, uh, creates some pretty, you know, I would say decently populated to, to largely populated servers to where if people come into the game, they can experience the game the way it's meant to be experienced. I think that's a big part of the, the future of the game or, you know, a big, uh, a big uh, increase in quality of life for a lot of players. Both PvP and PvE, this is another thing that they mentioned, are equally as important. And this was the man himself. Scott said this, um, the game director. So uh, I was very, I know you guys are all, you know, we're all kind of both PvP, PvE people. We like to do both equally. Uh, maybe some of us more PvP than PvE. It's nice to hear finally uh, that they continue to have focus and place emphasis on uh, providing content for both PvP and PvE players. So, Bordy, as uh, uh, yeah, we'll start with Bordy. Uh, I know you're a big PvP guy. Uh, did this bring any peace to you, or did you have any uh, concerns uh, that that have been addressed through this statement? Yeah, I mean, it, it did for sure, because whenever you start looking at the direction they're heading in, obviously they're wanting to cater to PvE players as well. So it gets a little bit scary whenever you go down that road thinking, well, you look at the core of, of New World and the core of New World is PvP because you have territory wars, you have the fight over all the territory. But then you look at these other MMOs and the success that they're having being primarily PvE, and we all know that that the majority of MMO players are PVE players. That's that's just kind of a proven stat that's been passed around for a very long time. That's why a lot of these MMOs are are very heavily PVE focused. A lot of people enjoy PVE, uh, and 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 a lot of people that enjoy PVP also enjoy PVE. But the same can't be said the other way around, right? Like a lot of people that enjoy PVE don't enjoy PVP. So that makes PVE like the optimal thing to do. So uh, whenever you're talking about just bringing in tons of numbers of people. The PVE in New World definitely needs some work right now, as we're, we're going to talk about here in a second. There's mm -hmm. some exciting things coming to the game. But but along with those, they also talked about some other PVP elements that may be added to the game, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy to know that they are still working on PVP because we left ESO for that very reason, Red, because we liked the PVP in there, but it was, became very apparent that they were very heavily PVE-focused. Po they didn't really care much about player versus player, uh, and that's really what we wanted to do. So... It was it was nice to hear that for sure, and nice to know that they are still heading very much in in the direction of wanting to do both equally. I liked it. So interesting little side story I hear. Uh, you know, I guess we have our audience captive, so we can we can say things like this. Uh, one of the things that came down to us moving to New World from ESO, me and Bordy, it was the Skyrim update or the the, the update yeah. that was based around Skyrim. We said if we don't hear anything about PvP in their big like it was like their big. Uh, like a uh, reveal of this new content. Yeah. We said, if we don't hear anything about PVP, uh, we're going to transition to new world. And sure enough that during that reveal, they said <laughs> absolutely nothing about PVP. And we were like, okay, oh. well we, we, we need to move it's on. It's time to go. Yep. Yeah. And so that's exactly, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear that, that they have emphasis on both PVP and PVE. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way that I do. We'll start with Danny here. They were hinting at arenas during during the yeah they absolutely they were. said small scale yeah. PVP so boy uh, Danny what do you absolutely. think man uh, about you know this definitely being the works now uh, I think we all thought it would be coming eventually but uh, it's nice to hear that now they're working on a small scale PVP uh, activity in New World what do you what do you think Danny oh uh, yeah yeah I, 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 it's a real difficult one for me I, I am. 
Uh, I've spent probably 600 out of my 700 hours fighting for wars and throwing things into conflict. And, you know, I'm all about these big, large-scale battles. I was I was playing Siege Team the other day, and I turned off my UI, and I just saw this battlefield, and it was carnage. There was people fighting everywhere. And that's really, really what gets me excited about New World, and I, I love that part of it. And uh, just briefly back to the PvP, it's not there yet. It's, it's, it's really not there for that big scale but that's what really gets me excited the small scale arenas i would also love that um you know my entire build right now is built for um being in the front line people people on my server recognize my name and they just want to they just want to remove me from the game so i have like a pvp carnelian gem on when i'm in the wars and uh people just want to want to destroy me but i would love to practice pvping in small scale and I, i would love to see um, I actually did a PVE arena the other day and I realized that people can look in and, and see the, see you fighting in the arena. Imagine if there was like these spaces where, you know, 1v1s to 5v5s, 1v1, 2v2, whatever is happening. And you've got this kind of, not like a Coliseum, but, you know, something where people can view this. And, That'd be dope. Uh, Why not a Coliseum, Danny? We have all the would, Roman stuff in there. see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would really love to see that. I was, I was at very first, at the start. I was kind of like fully anti arenas and things, and um, I think if they could bring it in in a way that kind of complements the open world too, I'd be happy with that. Um, obviously, you see a lot of issues. Well, in in the early days, if there was a war in Everfall and there was loads of people in Everfall, you could feel the conflict. You could feel the lag happening. Uh, more than if you were fighting in Morningdale, let's say, because there was less people there. But if they could find a way to make that work. Dude, I think arenas would be epic, but it has to it has to kind of have this open world feeling to it as well. So yeah, people can come and watch or people can view into the yeah, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would love to see it. That's just in Bordy. Yeah. I know I know we've been asking for something like this for a long time. What do you think now that we have been? It gets me really excited, man. Because I unlike Danny, I very much enjoy smaller scale <laughs> PvP. I find it to be a little bit more competitive. I guess it I guess larger scale PvP is super competitive too. It just it's a little bit harder to coordinate, right? So I come from a from a from a uh, background of playing basketball a lot, right? It's five v five on the court. You have your you have your friends out there playing, you're on the battlefield together. Uh, and and I like the 5v5 smaller scale stuff. I guess maybe for that reason, I, I don't know. But but I prefer it, man. I prefer it over large scale battles. It just it's so much more intimate. It's 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 uh, it's more fun to me. And so I am incredibly excited to hear them finally like almost confirm it. Like I almost say, yeah, this is coming into the game. We've heard speculation. We've we've known it was probably coming in for a very long time. But now to hear them actually like start hinting at it it gets me going man i'm super excited for it and that's probably where if that happens that's dude, that's probably where i'm going to spend most of my time outpost rush is fun i enjoy outpost rush but i would like something a little bit more competitive where i can queue up with my team go in there with my competitive team and have a good time and only have to worry about getting you know four more friends or whatever not having to put together a team of 20 people because that can be pretty tough putting together a team of 20 people to go into an outpost rush, man, can be hard for a lot of people. Everybody doesn't have that option. You know what I mean? But most everybody can put together a team of four to five people and go in and compete and have a really fun time doing it. Uh, The only concern I have about adding arenas is is what does it take away from the other content, right? Like Danny alluded to tying that into open world somehow. Well, if you do add arenas, then how many people then are actually going to queue up for Outpost Rush? How many people then are even going to be concerned about wars and whatever? 
I still think wars would be okay because people can queue up for those once every now and then. It's like this old territory conflict thing. But I think Outpost Rush, because you queue up for it and it's just an instant thing, it might suffer some. So those are the only things I worry about a little bit. But I am, dude, I am incredibly excited. I, I hope they bring it in. Uh, I would I would live there probably. It would be so much fun, <laughs> man. I, I, I'm super excited. I, I don't know when to expect that, though. I would imagine it's not going to be anytime soon well but man, march at the earliest we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah. uh, later but yeah. yeah uh dude i i agree i hope there's some sort of ranking system uh, our buddy seth fear he was on the the podcast and we talked a lot about you know his background and everything uh he's been looking forward to this too i think a lot of people in, the, in love the idea of a competitive pvp scene uh, you know, yeah. that, that really does pull in a lot of people th that can rank yourself against other players, which, you know, we'll see how they handle it with the different servers, right? Uh, there's almost has to be a queue system across servers for Outpost Rush and Arena coming as well. Yeah. Uh, because that is one of those things uh, that, that concerns me a little bit because, you know, if you if you only have a small pool of players queuing into to game mode like this, or if there's a ranking system, but it's only on your server, uh, it kind of yeah. takes away a little bit from it. But we'll see. Well, we'll see how they implement it. I look forward to to hearing more about that later. Uh, a quick note on this: there is no automatic bans on mass reports. Uh, I assume that means any more reports are reviewed by actual humans. And decisions for bans are made accordingly. So, I mean, the, here's the thing. It was a meme for a little bit. Like, you know, I think maybe, like, it happened to, like, one streamer or something. And then, like, now everybody thinks that you, this is the way that everybody gets banned. But, uh, obviously, I think most of us knew that this wasn't the case anymore. You know, they, they're reviewing the bans. Uh, but now it's here official. So, if anybody comes into your stream and says, people get banned for nothing in this stupid game, then you can say, you're an idiot. Go read the internet. Uh, go read <laughs> <laughs> you read other things because it's not true. Uh, and we love doing yeah. that uh, on Twitch. Uh, so, okay, Dungeon Mutations, a, a big a big uh, thing that we all thought and knew was coming, uh, is coming. It's coming uh, in January, so next month. Uh, we uh, always talked about the recycling of content that they already have in the game. They have all these expeditions, but they're all locked at 25, 35, etc., so now we are getting Dungeon Mutations, which which reminds me of something that we've seen in another video game before, or a couple other ones, which uh, it will basically mutate one of the, I guess, six expeditions uh, that are in the game right now. Uh, it will have 10 levels of difficulty. You will be able to run the this multiple times a day if you choose to. The key to get into a mutator will be universal. So it seems like you'll need this one key and once you have that key, you'll be able to get whatever mutator or get into whatever mutated expedition um, uh, that is uh, on the docket for that week. Doing a high-level mutation will give reward or will reward you with a new resources needed to upgrade its specific weapons. Uh, this will be needed to complete the higher-level mutations. So it makes you think maybe they're going to push past 600. On some of this gear, or maybe there's like you know maybe a weapon that you could, or maybe a set of weapons that you can only get in in mutated expeditions, and that you will need material to upgrade them up to uh, maybe uh, a higher gear score. So so first, let's digest this a little bit, uh, Danny. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the dungeon mutation system now that we know more about it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a hot topic, and I know a lot of people I speak to are we're talking a lot about this, and I think the main the main reason we talk about it is the gear score. You know, there was that there was that discussion in the video that you know when they want to increase gear score, it's going to be done for a reason. And then I think further on or before that point in the video, there was um, the mention that to complete, I think it was to complete level 10 or complete the the 10th mutator or whatever you want to call it. Um, you had to prob, you know, you really needed to be above level uh, or your gear score needs to be above 600. Sorry. Um, which, uh, you know, I feel a lot of us feel that potentially if that's the way it is, and this is going to be coming in January, March time, uh, January, February time, excuse me, um, then maybe that's too soon to be implementing some, something like this. But in general, the Dungeon Mutators sounds awesome. You know, I haven't run Amarine for ages. And when you do and you're helping a friend through, you speed run it. You just blast through it as quick as you can. So I think, I think you know, it's recycling content that's actually kind of fun. Um, so yeah, it'll be really good to see them kind of in action. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I hope it's not just a, a case of, um, you know, taking a uh, you know slime from one mob and putting it on another mob, or adding more health. You know, I would love to see uh, some real thought go into this, and potentially some new mechanics coming out for the bosses. And you know, if you don't dodge or if you don't do this in the right time, then you you get a, you get a team wipe, and you get really really punished for it. And it's uh, you know, it's it's good. I I really hope that they bring out some really exciting mechanics. Obviously, the higher you go, the the harder it's going to get. Clearly, but. Um, yeah i think it's a, i think it's great i really think it's cool and uh yeah i'm excited to really see what they what they have in store <laughs> i really am excited so one of the one of the things Bordy, uh, that's also interesting is they mentioned that you'll just need one key and you and you'll be able to run them multiple times a day we this is one of our i guess uh one of the negatives about the current expedition system is you can't continually have to grind out the the keys which take probably inf infinitely more time than actually running the expedition itself uh, so now it seems like they listened to that a little bit, and they're going to give us a key that that is universal. Uh, what do you think about about this potentially being implemented in this new dungeon system? I like it a lot. I think the new mutations are pretty cool. So the way that I that I understood it to be, and and I was a little bit confused at first until we kind of got on here and talked about it a little bit before the show. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to have one dungeon. They're just going to pick a random dungeon every week, and then that's the dungeon that's going to be mutated for that week. So then you'll go up to like the war board or wherever. You'll sign up for the mutation. You'll get your five people. You'll queue up and you'll go run the mutation. And and I did like it because he said that this is something you'll, that you'll be able to run like multiple times a day. So it's going to give PVE players easy easy access to go do some sort of pve activity more than one time a day or be or be gated by the keys or whatever which i think is nice uh it's almost it's almost a little bit backwards to me though it seems like the vanilla dungeons you should be able to run a bunch and then these you should have get gated a little more i i, I don't know maybe maybe not i don't know it just seems a little bit Stop. odd no, uh, board, because... you don't put that out there dude we, we, <laughs> we want the we want the mutations to be free and fun uh, yeah no no no. I, I i'm on board i like that i like that you can do the mutations a whole lot it just seems like again it's going to gate kind yeah. of the lower level players you know the level 25 players that might want to run amrine a whole bunch to level up or to get some good stuff for their level or whatever it's really pushing more in game which they need desperately need some new in game stuff which i think is great i think the gypsum system diversified the in game up quite a bit too i think these mutations will help do the same thing but um i don't know i agree about the gear score thing though that does 
concern me slightly. I don't know that the game is quite ready for a gear score increase. I think a lot of people may be, but I think those a lot of people are probably the 1% to 2% players of the game who have their gear score maxed out, and they don't care. They're already in best in slot gear. Dude, I play the game a whole lot, and I'm not in best in slot anything yet because I just I haven't been pushing into that. I've been doing all kinds of other stuff within the game, and so I haven't pushed into best in slot. I probably could as much as I play – but everybody doesn't play near as much as I do, man. And then there are people that play much more than me that are already in best in slot gear. They have multiple sets for whatever. Well, I can't, I can't get there because I, I do things outside of the game too. These are people that play 16 hours a day. They'll be happy probably about the gear score increase. But I think the vast majority, the 80% of people are probably going to be a little tilted whenever they see that, oh, man, I just pushed into the 600 void, void band. I'm so freaking excited, and they didn't watch this dev blog because most casual players are not going to watch that thing, I don't think. Uh, so they're going to push into this void bit, be super excited, only to have gear score increase to 620 or whatever. The, the game, Dude, the game's only been out for a short time. Like I, I think increasing the gear score now is almost a mistake, man. I, I That's the one part about it that I don't really like, and, and I'm speaking on behalf of maybe the entire population of the game, not the one percenters, not the two percenters. You, you got you to take into consideration that there are people that can't play as much as you can. You know, Just because you have made it to endgame and you've burned through every bit of content and you need more, there is another 80% of people out there that aren't even close to touching you. So you got to... You got to do it for the help of the game. I think the gear score thing is a little bit early. Uh, I really do think it's a little early. I think they might want to chill out on that. But overall, I think it's a fantastic system to give us uh, reusable content for the dungeons. And I really am digging it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to give us a lot more stuff to do. We're going to have a good time doing it. Well, first off, thank you for the daily dose of dad that you, you know, you're, you're, you're good <laughs> for almost every, every week. Every uh, podcast. The, the, well, I mean, uh, no, I, I, I agree just, with you. The thing about it is what if, what if they mean that like only the particular item, like not all gear will be able to move to 610 or whatever it is. Only these pieces of gear that you get out of these dungeons and only, and they're only really good for dungeon mutation grinding. Uh, does yeah, that maybe sound? Yeah, that, that would probably be better, and and maybe that's the case. You know, we don't know the full picture yet. So because it says uh, new resources needed to upgrade a specific specific mm -hmm. weapons. So maybe like yeah, this weapon is like has like, you know, whatever, like lost bane. You know, yeah, twenty percent or thirty percent or something that we can't obtain anymore or whatever. So uh, I, that's always a possibility. I guess I would I would agree with you uh, to the extent that maybe it is a little bit early to increase uh the gear score because i think that's typically reserved for big launch like big releases like you would you would expect that maybe annually or something uh of a you know yeah, uh, some, yeah. so yeah maybe yeah. a little bit early and games like uh, elder scrolls online which i do not like by the way they never increase gear score uh which i i, I find that to be frustrating as a player uh, you know of elder scrolls online was a uh, I feel like, you know, once you get to a certain point, uh, you're just kind of, no matter if new content comes out or not, you're not really going to level up anymore or get any more powerful. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a nice balance. I do think it may be a touch early there. So hopefully they'll, hopefully they only mean on the, the, the gear, or the items that you would receive from the mutations. And then those items are basically the best, they wouldn't be best in slot in PVP. They'd only be like best in slot if you're trying to push your dungeon mutations. Uh, which I could see happening potentially. So, um, yeah, uh, last or I guess not last, but 
the next big thing, and and uh, I thankfully they did say this because I I actually promised somebody on my stream that this would be the case. Uh, the blunderbuss will be the next weapon <laughs> added to the game. Uh, so yeah, yeah oh, guys. So here yeah. here we go. Uh, this is a this is a dope. Okay, so in in first person shooters, which New World has a touch of, you know, you have the musket and the, and the bow. Uh, I am always a shotgun person. So here I go, dude. I get to go shotgun people in New World. <laughs> Uh, Danny, uh, it's a strength-based weapon, close con, close uh, combat ranged weapon uh, that's supposed to complement other uh, close range combat. What do you think, dude? The next weapon uh, in the game will be the blunderbuss. I'm gonna equip it with my sword shield, so when someone comes at me, being a tank, I'm just gonna get away from me, man. That's I'm excited, dude. I'm, I'm excited, and you know the fact that it's got some uh, movement skills on there as well. I think. Um, he mentioned uh, in in the video is, is really cool. So uh, I, I'm excited. I didn't know it was going to be the blunderbuss. Um, I haven't kind of kept up to date too much with with what's coming out. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, let's go. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm mega happy. I don't know anything else to say. I'm happy, man. I'm, I just want to equip it with my sword shield and just go around and uh, yeah, have a have a little bit little bit of ranged where. Uh, I have never really um, used a ranged weapon in New World apart from just a bit of fun. You know, I might equip a bow here and there, but um, not seriously. But this, I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Bordy, but the blunderbuss. Yeah, I know. You know, uh, a lot of people were hoping to see like daggers or something. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But what do you think about the yeah. blunderbuss uh, being the next weapon in New World? I'm super excited because I primarily play strength, although I've been dabbling in the bow spear a little bit here lately. It's not my not my main. It probably won't ever be my main. I have a lot of fun playing that type of play style. But my play style right there is is that's that suits exactly what I, I want to do in the game. I cannot wait for that weapon to come out, or at least I hope it's going to suit. I hope it's going to be similar to what I have on my mind and what we've kind of seen data mind. And I think it's going to be incredibly fun, man. Uh, I, I can see that being paired with a lot of different strength weapons. Um, I can see people getting tilted at it already because I think it's going to be pretty strong <laughs> big compared to like the great axe yeah. or something like that. The great axe and the hammer. You just CC somebody to death and then you shoot them in the face of the blunderbuss. I think people might get a little <laughs> tilted at it at first, but I do think it's going to be fun and I, I can't wait to use it, man. I was super excited to hear that that's going to be the next weapon coming into the game. It's such a unique weapon for an MMO, I think. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those things that not a lot of gun, not a lot of get like other MMOs have guns at all, but uh, you know now they're they're like you know implementing a shotgun, uh, which is pretty. I mean, essentially, it's like a you know. Uh, I kind of kind of like that. I yeah, mean, it's probably like going to be the. I can see it kind of being like the equivalent, basically, of a, of a shotgun. Basically, short range. Maybe doesn't. Maybe drop off is pretty severe on the damage, or maybe the range is just uh, you know small in general. But yeah, uh, the blunderbuss is coming to the game. The next weapon that appears to be added, or at least I mean, you know, they only mentioned three weapons, so uh, they did they did use uh, some verbiage that that insinuates the order of them. The great axe is coming soon. The great sword. Wait, the yeah, great yeah, sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want more great <laughs> yeah. axes. Great sword is coming to the game soon, uh, Bordy. Uh, speaking yeah. of strength, uh, user, uh, what do you, what do you think about now? There's going to be another close range weapon in the great sword. 
Yeah, I wish they would have mixed it up a little bit. I would have liked to send the blunderbuss, then maybe daggers, and then the great sword, maybe yeah. or something like that, or maybe a mage weapon in between uh, to kind of appease everyone. Because it sounds like the great sword is probably going to be maybe the great sword will be something weird like decks. Who knows? But I would assume it's going to be a strength weapon. I, I I listen, man. I don't use a lot of swords. You know, I I like using axes in the game. I'm drawn to them for whatever reason I am in every game I play. I like uh, axes, hatchets. The hatchet right now in New World is in a pretty poor spot, so I don't really use it very much. But I do. I did use it a lot during the alpha. That's just what I'm drawn to. So the great sword doesn't really get me going as much as the blunderbuss. I just like the uh, the idea of pairing like my great axe or or hatchet if it ever comes back to uh, back to being decent in the game. I like to to think just just think about pairing those two together the great sword to me i don't know man the sword is such so uh i don't know so like me, not meta but so i don't know man i just like the idea of axes over swords so it, it's exciting <laughs> i guess for a lot of people for the sword to come into the game me not so much i i i'll stick with my axes and be a happy boy well there's some weapon <laughs> prejudice there uh border. yeah a little uh, bit man uh, danny yeah, <laughs> danny do you like swords i mean <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah of okay. course. What I'm, you, I'm just visioning, what a visioning loser. this big battlefield again, <laughs> sword man. Loser, man. <laughs> yeah, sword no, I'm, loser. I'm all for it. I, I, when I, whenever I think of like um, combat in New World, I think I mentioned before when the Ice Gauntlet came out and the Void Gauntlet came out, it didn't excite me. You know, I saw the Life Staff and the Fire Staff as like a Dude, Gandalf the yeah. Grey and Gandalf the White, and that was that was it. There's just the odd mage here and there, and it's just. There's, there's there's a bit of magic, but then everyone else is fighting kind of, you know, hand-to-hand combat and, you know, bows and arrows and stuff. So, I mean, the more kind of that style of combat comes in because, yeah, when, when you're fighting these big these big battles and I can I hope in the future the, um, the territory wars are even larger, even more people can get involved. And it's just wherever you look, there's just pure chaos and hand-to-hand combat going off everywhere. And then there's the odd, there's the odd mage. And, like, I don't know, I, I, I love it. I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, both of these weapons are right up my street and um all i can hope for is that when they come out you know there's been extensive testing on the ptr which we spoke about earlier and they're just delivered awesomely and everyone everyone gets to play them and fight against them with the current weapons and it's just it's just an awesome addition to the game so yes i cannot wait got- <laughs> have you guys maxed all your weapons yet is that something you're interested in doing or have done or I've maxed all my mage weapons uh, out. (laughs) I am the, you know, the, apparently you both hate uh, me. So uh, yeah, the (laughs) the mages are, I'm a mage boy through and through. And yeah, (laughs) I've maxed out all the mage weapons uh, and obviously the rapier, which, which complements them well. Yeah. Uh, You have Danny? I got like three more to do. I kind of find myself in moments where I'll look at my map and I'll, I'll hate all the quests. I'll do some quests and then I'll go do some portal trains. Then I'll go down to Dead Man's Cove and start yeah. doing my weapons. So I've got about three more weapons to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. I was just curious. I didn't know since you're just a tanky boy, if you've maxed out all your weapons or not, or if you're, if that was something you're even interested in doing, because some of the weapons I probably won't ever use, but I'm going to max them all anyway. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't, yeah, I'll probably never be a mage user. I just I'll probably do a build at some point just to do it, but it won't last long. It's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, if anything goes like the bow for you, then yeah, I could imagine you'll stick. To Yo, the, dude, I'm doing range. better with the bow. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting better. Stick to the melee weapon. I'm getting be- I'm getting better with the bow, man. Hey, day, man. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of bow, uh, that's gonna have a new complimentary weapon in the works uh, far into the future. It seems like. Uh, yeah. it's daggers. Now, 
this is an interesting terminology because maybe this also says that maybe the great great sword isn't the next weapon that we're going to get after blunderbuss because it says daggers are in the works but other weapons are priority above them uh so i don't know if they're speaking about blunderbuss and great sword it'd be odd to refer to them in that in that uh manner right after mentioning them but but uh daggers seem to be a ways off but at least you know at least these dagger lovers which we know there are a ton of they are going to get daggers eventually so that should give them some peace um but what, what is your take on other weapons being priority uh, above them uh, it's interesting one of the things that's interesting to me a little bit guys is adding them one at a time uh obviously the the void gauntlet seemed to be pretty well balanced They're, that's the first weapon they've actually tested on a ptr client and that nature uh but but what are your guys' thoughts they're continuing to add these weapons one at a time or or maybe uh we might get uh multiple at once we haven't seen that before but what do you guys think about uh you know the daggers being a ways off but other weapons being added in, in the future uh one at a time uh, i mean i'm okay with the one at a time cadence man i think it gives them a little bit more time to balance things and i think whenever you implement like i mean just think if they implement like four weapons at a time how how crazy that could get maybe on down the road whenever there's not a lot of other content to add or whenever they have in-game kind An of where it wants that's or... yeah and that's all they're focusing on maybe is adding this big new patch that like a, it's just a big weapon patch or something like that uh and that's the only focus of it maybe so but i don't know how many more weapons i would want to see come in with one with one patch, with all the other stuff that that usually comes in uh, with a with a patch, you know, I I would much rather see them focus on adding one weapon at a time, getting those things balanced, getting the combat in a good spot, working out all the bugs, and then moving on to to another weapon, you know, and then over time, just having this mass arsenal of things you can use at your disposal and switch your builds as you want. But I'm I'm okay with the one one weapon a patch cadence type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, make, it makes sense with the the current history, right? You know, every time there's, yeah. we, we always laugh about it. You know, every time there's a patch, there's, there's, there's more bugs, and it's, it's just the way it's been. So if they can, if they can uh, work it out on the PTR first and then deliver it perfectly, then yeah, maybe maybe two or three weapons at a time would be fine. But I think until that day, <laughs> take take your time, <laughs> make sure it's yeah. it's great. Um, I yeah. think I think uh, the, the the one thing that I I liked from um the video was what they said something along the lines of there's there's a lot of weapons at the table that they're looking to bring into the game and and you know that that's really exciting kind of you know looking 12 months down the line who knows what kind of weapons we had i know we've looked at data mining um sites and stuff and there's some pretty exciting ones coming out um that daggers is exciting at the same time it kind of scares me like I, I, i would like that they I know I annoyed a lot of people with this comment. Like, I hope it doesn't have invis <laughs> on the daggers. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, Dan, it needs invis. It needs invis. I'm like, no, no. Man. but I'm not a no. fan. So but <laughs> I'm with <laughs> you. 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping it kind of I'm still I'm still for that kind of, you know, um that relatively realistic side of the game where the combat feels like it maybe would have been in the past, you know, you're watching, watching some shows and you get the, you get the magic, but you also have this kind of big hand to hand combat style. And I think the invisibility on a dagger, for example, would kind of take, take that away and make it a bit more fantasy, which is, which is fine to some extent. And again, I hated on the, the ice corner when it came out and now well, I don't mind it. It's okay. You know, it's cool. So maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I think all of these weapons sound really cool. And I love, I love that they brought up um, the discussion around using a shield, with different weapons, Other weapons yeah. but that's a really like a really difficult thing to implement but you know imagine being able to have uh 
you know, a shield with your hatchet or even a, a shield with your, you know, your spear, like dudes from 300. Just, you know, some really cool, <laughs> yeah, there's some really cool things that, that could come out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm mega excited for the, for the new weapons and I guess the, the blunderbuss and the greatsword, if they, if they do a good job implementing that, the future of new weapons will be super cool. Like really, really cool. And they can, there's so much they can do. I think the last thing, I guess, is, you know, when we spoke at the start, Evan scale, you know, bringing out like, uh, an Adachi, you know, or, or, you know, your samurai sword, for example, and these themed weapons for the different areas that you can only really get in these different zones could be super cool in the future. So yeah, let's see, let's see how well they do with the, the blunderbuss and see what happens. I'm excited though. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Bordy, you can't use a spear. Uh, it's not an ax by the way. I can pair it with an axe, bro. You know? uh, that would be uh, crazy. Uh, uh, so overall, I think, you know, this is a massive step in the right direction for communication. I think uh, obviously they didn't give us anything concrete other than I think that the the mutation system would be in January, which I, I would expect concrete information to start to form about a month before it starts to come out, right? And so then hopefully we'll get in the PTR in like a week or so, and we'll get to see what mutations are all about. Hopefully be able to work out the bugs and everything. And then, and then uh, you know, as we progress into next year, uh, hopefully we'll get more of these, uh, you know, a better roadmap of what's to come, what to expect, uh, you know, a, a state of affairs. And, and uh, I really did enjoy this video. Uh, and again, if you haven't watched it yet, we have a good summary uh, BDLG put up over there on New World Fans. Go check that out. We'll put a link in the in the show notes if I remember, um, which I should. You know, uh, it's not like my memory sucks or anything. All <laughs> right, uh, Bordy, uh, let's uh, let's. Uh, it's been good, Danny Bordy. Uh, you guys have anything more to say uh, about the uh, the information that was presented in the December update for the developers? Um, I, the only question I have is, is uh, I do have one question I'd like to pose to you guys. And that's, sure. that's what do you think about the frequency of the updates and how they're putting them out? Because we talked a little bit earlier about, about how we thought gear score it may be a little too early to increase that. What about the rest of the updates, man? Because we've been getting a lot really, really quickly. That's one of the things they spoke on early on was kind of like slowing down and, and going more quality over quantity that they've been doing, going a little bit more deeper into the systems versus just giving us a whole lot at once. And man, every month, like the game hasn't been out for very long at all. And the same cadence was kept up with during the alpha. It was just tons of stuff just coming mm -hmm. into the game uh, a lot. And I mean, if you look at the December patch, man, it was a lot of stuff came into the game all at once. And, and I think January is not going to be any exception. Sounds like we're getting a new weapon. We're getting dungeon mutations. We're getting all this crazy stuff in January. They did say in February, they're going to back off some and then start working on bug fixes and polishing and all that stuff, which I think is great. I think the game needs that, but what is your, what is your take on these big updates every month? Would you, do you like that? Or would you prefer like once every three months we get like a really big update and then like some sort of small things in between or something? I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love yeah. that they're keeping the pace up with, with new content. Now, this new content, uh, for the most part, has been an improvement uh, on the current yeah. state of the game. Uh, so I, I love that. I, new weapons, I think, are great. They don't, you know, uh, you just pick up the weapon and start leveling it. I think that's one of the, you know, uh, one of the strengths of New World is that it's not a new class. I don't have to go create an, a, a character from level right. one to, to catch up with everybody. You can just literally pick up the weapon, whatever level you are, pick up the Void Gauntlet and then start leveling it up. Uh, so if they stick in this in this neighborhood of things on a weekly uh 
Cadence, I think it's, or monthly, excuse me. Cadence, I think it's great. Uh, I think it, it, if you start to progress, like, uh, the character progression system, where meaning you need to keep increasing the gear score, keep increasing the requirements for certain activities, uh, making them more and more extreme, I think that could that could stack up way too quickly for a monthly cadence. Uh, so hopefully they, they back off and maybe do that every half year or every year. Uh, but overall, I, I think that it's important to have uh, new content in the game on a regular basis to keep people that enjoy the game logging in and getting new experiences. Danny, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. So I would love to see. Uh, I don't know if I can call myself a professional. Yeah, I've been playing this game a lot, <laughs> but I, you know, from my opinion, I, I would I would love to see a real focus on like the bug fixes and the balances and that should happen you know weekly and then maybe once a month or even every other month that kind of new content to come out and even if it's a small piece of content you know a couple more quests or something like that i think there are you know there, there needs to be better end game and uh you know I, i've always said you know in new world you Typically, you PVE to PvP at the moment. You know there isn't that end game PVE, and for me, that's fine. But I think to keep to keep the game going, it needs that kind of end game PVE. But it needs to be, in my opinion, thought out a bit more. I have I have so many things that I would love to see come to this game because I, I bloody love it. I think it's it's got such an awesome base to it, and I think I love the combat. I love this. I love the styling. I love pretty much everything about it. But you know, a, a lot of the things are really frustrating for people. People that I've played with uh, in in much worse games in New World are just kind of fed up at this point with kind of the constant kind of issues on the patches. So just yeah, take take your time, do the do the quality um, over that quantity. Um, but I would I would love you know every time a big patch comes out, you know something like this. What Greg's done, you know, we all have spoken to Greg. We know him. We know that, you know, I've, I've read lots of posts about people thinking it's a PR stunt and it's all this sort of absolute rubbish, in my opinion. You know, I, I think it's just, it took a lot of guts, really, to to do a video like this. You're putting your faces in front of an audience that, at this point, don't really like you, <laughs> you know. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like you. So I'd love to see a big update come out with, with, some, with some good video and some good human contact. Uh, but then, then yeah, increase the quality. So I, I, there was a big discussion on on the video just lastly, sorry about um, the law and the quests. Um, I have I don't really understand the law unless I really go out my way to look at it. I would love to kind of you know when we, when we first logged in and you you reached the top of that hill and you saw Eternum for the first time. It's like oh man, this is awesome! Woohoo! And and you kind of had that cinematic and it hasn't ever happened again. So as you progress through the story, I would love to see things like that happen. You know, they've done a really good job with the voiceovers, but bringing in some kind of cool cinematics to help you advance with the story and understand really what's going on, I think would uh, help people get a bit more invested in the game outside of just running around and hitting rocks and logging and, and fighting the random people. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, quality over quantity, but there still needs to be that, um, you know, uh, that communication, I think they've done a really good job of communication with the community and stuff. And, you know, they've, they've taken a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of comments on the chin, I think. And you can see, <laughs> we, we were joking, Scott, Scott looks like he's got, uh, looks like he's aged a lot from <laughs> August last year. But, you know, he, he, they've done a really, I think they've done a good job considering the amount of uh, people looking at them and with the whole Lord of the Rings fiasco and all that sort of stuff. I think it's, I think it's awesome and I cannot, I cannot wait for the future. So keep going, keep doing what they're doing and just, uh, yeah, quality, lots of quality over the quantity, in my opinion. 
Sorry, one one above one then. <laughs> no, no worries. And and I agree with this sentiment. It's like how, those people that that are are complaining about this and that or the other, they're going to complain no matter what they do, basically. And, and I hope that uh, you know they don't get too discouraged through this process because I I couldn't imagine asking more out of the team other than just polishing. Right, take your time, polish what you're doing. Obviously, the the idea of bringing new content out for their players uh, is a good one. We want them to keep doing that, keep the game alive and fresh, keep pulling new things into a tournament. Uh, you know, the polishing aspect of it, uh, you know, I think is a matter of keeping things up on the PTR longer, which they said they're going to do and, and taking your time. Like, you know, you don't have to put out a patch every week, maybe, or every month, just, uh, you know, maybe take a month off, work on polishing, and then and then next month bring us a decent size patch. Maybe like a 1.5 size patch that you do now, but you're taking more time to let it cook and more time to fix bugs and issues with it. Uh, I think it is fine. Uh, thank you guys for the discussion. I think overall this was a very positive uh, experience having the, de the December team update. And I look forward to more content like this uh, from their team. Uh, so, Bordy, let's hop right over here uh, to the company of the week. All right, take it away with our first company, which is uh, UG or Unified Gold Hoarder. <laughs> yeah, so so we have uh, Unified Gold Hoarders. They're mercenary group PvP. I find this one to be pretty interesting. So the region in a West, they're on Eldorado server, and mm. it says, attention all of you hardcore PvPers and hardcore PvP groups. We are UGH, and we are taking over Eternal. Yo, dude, <laughs> hey, they're out to do big things. Our company is structured around dedicated and aged MMO players that love to fight against the odds in battle. If you love the excitement of dominating large Zergs, this is the place for you. If you like the prospect of obliterating odd vegan companies, I don't know what that means. This is the place for you. Did they say vegan uh, or what did you say? Vegan. V-E-G-A-N. <laughs> That's what it says in there. Uh, obliterating hey, wait, wait, odd vegan companies. That's what it says. I don't know. Man, I don't know first if swords and now vegan. Why, why <laughs> yeah. are we? Listen, man. This, this, I don't know. This I'm show's just taking a turn. Uh, we got, we got to stop this. They're obliterating everybody. <laughs> all, right? all right. If well, you like the carnivores oh, and vegans, boy. then I don't, I don't think I don't think I should read this last part, man. <laughs> well, if you read vegans, killing vegans, you probably should not read what you're about to read. I don't think I'm going to read the last part, but but it, it, basically the sentiment is: uh, if you like to get a little bit of an adrenaline rush, then then this is the place to be. They understand that this concept of domination isn't for everyone, and that's why we've been picky and we'll continue to be picky about recruiting as we continue. <laughs> sure. Uh, recruiting into the launch of New World. So if you are a hardcore PvPer, this is the place for you. If you are on the Eldorado server, uh, this is the place for you. Go check them out. Unified Gold Hoarders, super hardcore PvP, and we'll make sure we post their links in the description below. The next one we have is Eternal Crow. They're Region EU. They're over there with you, Danny, on uh, uh, Takshasala server. I don't know how to I'm pronounce sure that's that. but. correct, yeah. T-A-K-S-H-A-S-I-L-A. -S -S there you go. That server. It says they, they are a marauder faction, and uh, it says their goal is to dominate their server through PvE and PvP, or PvP and PvE. What did I say? Did I say that wrong? Anyway, no. You get the point. Uh, yeah. They're wanting to dominate the server, just like the other company was, too. So this is an EU 
uh, hardcore company. So it says the requirements are 18 plus, friendly, mature, not toxic, active. It says you must play at least 10 hours a week on average. You have to be in voice chat. Uh, and it says they want you to be very social. They have a list of accomplishments here for you guys to read through, a uh, list of their guild goals if you're interested in that. And it says uh, they still love New World. They're in it for the long haul, and they're looking for members who are interested in playing it over the next few years and put many of thousands of hours into the game uh, over the course of, of, of many years. So go check them out as well. They're another hardcore company uh, stationed over there in EU. They're called Eternal Crow, and we'll make sure we link all of their information below as well. All right, thank you to Ugg and Eternal Crow for promoting your companies over at New World Fans and all to our Patreon uh, participators. We thank you guys so much for everything you do. Uh, guys, it's been a great episode. Uh, obviously, uh, to all our audience and, and everyone out there that celebrates Christmas, happy Christmas. Or wait, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Happy New uh, Year, happy Christmas. Yeah, well, no, 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 <laughs> Danny, Christmas. don't Merry get ahead Christmas. of yourself, sorry. okay? Sorry, sorry. New Year isn't going to happen until our next episode. <laughs> Uh, which sorry, will sorry. be, <laughs> which will be episode ninety nine of the podcast oh, will be next week. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, we're we're trying to put together a good show for number one hundred. Uh, so uh, we'll have hopefully more announcements uh, then. Uh, but until then, guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you on another episode of New World to Go.